Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 26th, 2017. Where where did January go? It's It's been a long month for the Orlando Magic, but boy, does it feel like it has gone quickly. My name, of course, is Philip Rosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily. Com. And we're going to kind of ease off the throttle a little bit on this show. Sorry, sorry to say, I know everyone likes to talk Orlando Magic, but Magic had an off day yesterday, and uh, and they're getting ready to go back out on the road. They'll take on the Boston Celtics on Friday. We'll have a complete preview of that game on tomorrow's episode. But on today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the interviews Rob Hennigan has given, because he's given a few more interviews since that first one with the Orlando Sentinel. And so I'll talk a little bit about some of the takeaways uh, from that interview, and of course, I'll have more thoughts on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'm hoping Thursday, if not then, then Friday, for sure. Uh, I'll then also I'll then talk about uh, the newest addition to the Orlando Magic. We haven't had a chance to properly introduce him, uh, Anthony Brown, joining the team on Sunday, starting a 10-day contract. So we'll talk a little bit about him uh, since now it's four days into that 10-day contract, and uh, some some early impressions on him, I guess, and and maybe what the hope is from him, uh, certainly as well considering the the rotation crunch that the Magic are in right now. would not surprise me to see him get some run out on the road. I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed he actually didn't play on Tuesday, but we'll talk a little about that. And then I'm going to close the show talking about Nikola Vucevic, and not about Nikola Vucevic on the floor, but Nikola Vucevic and, and what he means to the Orlando Magic franchise and why I feel Nikola Vucevic feels a certain special responsibility uh, for this team. So we'll chat all about that coming up later on the show. But as many of you know, this week has been a big week for Orlando Magic General Manager Rob Hennigan. We are T-minus 30 days, less than 30 days now, until the NBA's trade deadline. And it is a day, February 23rd, that everyone within the Magic you know, family, the organization, the fans, the team, are probably looking toward with at least uh, with at least curiosity, if not anticipation, the Magic sit here now at I think it's eighteen and twenty nine. They are officially five games out of the final playoff spot. The Philadelphia 76ers, with a win on Wednesday, have passed the Orlando Magic in the standings. They are a half game ahead, um, although they've played fewer games, so they they have f- they have fewer wins than the Magic at this point. Um, but there are a lot of signs that this team is in a little bit of turmoil. And, and Rob Hennigan's given interviews, as, as he usually does around this time of year, gave an interview to uh, Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel, gave an interview to John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com, and probably one of the more open interviews that we've heard from from Rob Hennigan uh, was an interview he gave to Scott Inez of ESPN Orlando. Um, this was before Tuesday's game, uh, up, up on the Amway Center concourse, actually. Uh, and... Uh, 
If you haven't listened to it yet, go to ESPNOrlando.com. Uh, give that a listen. It's, it's a 17-minute interview, and, and he's actually pretty open about a lot of issues with the team. Now, he's not going to say, oh, we're going after this guy or, you know, we don't like this thing or or whatnot. Um, it's it's more it's, – it's still a lot of talking points, and that's just kind of how the business is run. I know a lot of people – some people aren't quite used to that. They want more straightforward answers, uh, but he gives some pretty – open answers, in my opinion, about where this team is at. Um, he says, uh, you know, he repeats something that he, that he told Robbins, that there is a lot of frustration uh, with, the te- with the team, or not with the team, but there's a lot of frustration within the team over how things have gone this year. They certainly didn't expect this team to struggle as much as they have on the defensive end, uh, and no one seems able to put their finger on what's gone wrong and, and why it hasn't worked. Um, as he as he told Josh Robinson, the line Sentinel, there's certainly room for internal improvement as much as there's a need for external improvement. And he again gave, admitted this is a cliche answer, but he said the Magic will be very active in the trade market. What I thought was really interesting though were, were some of his comments, especially on Alfred Payton, and that's that's something I'm going to write a little bit about uh, on on OrlandoMagicDaily.com tomorrow. That you know the environment that that the magic have have kind of created for the last 3 years through really no fault of their own in in some respects has been a little chaotic there hasn't been a lot of coaching stability and hennigan admitted that has hurt Peyton, has probably hurt mario hazonia a little bit uh, and, and it's kind of and 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 teams and the team is still kind of getting its bearings um Vogel's spoken very highly of, of Frank Vogel. Uh, he's he, Hennigan's spoken very highly of Frank Vogel. Uh, he's pretty much said that uh, him and Vogel are, are pretty much very philosophically aligned, and that would suggest that that they know kind of where they want this team to go or, or what they believe in. And Hennigan continued to repeat that they that and, and Vogel said this numerous times too that they really believe in this team as constructed. That that they still think. They can take that step forward, take that leap up, and uh, make a playoff push in in this last thirty or so games. It's obviously going to be a daunting task, but uh, it, you know it would appear that that Hennigan and Vogel are are both uh, agreeing that that they can get there. Um, of course, getting there and and being believing that and doing it are, are two different things, and it really is out of Hennigan's control what what they do except to make a deal right now. And and the last, I think, really important point that Hennigan makes, and it's been the big fear, it's been a big fear of mine, I think it's been a big fear of a lot of Magic fans, is that Hennigan's going to make a desperate move to add to give up some youth or draft picks or future assets for a veteran that will help the team win now and kind of hold the franchise hostage to a big contract uh, for a long time. Hennigan dispelled that notion. Um, you know, he's he said he puts a lot of pressure on himself. He's frustrated with himself that this team hasn't been able to figure things out. Um, he, you know, I I, I I believe him on that on that front. Um, he's not worried about his job security. I mean, it is what it is. It is results business, and if he doesn't deliver results, he's going to he's going to get fired. I, I think he knows that. Um, but he, I don't think he said in, in any way that. Any outside pressure, external pressure, is is forcing him to do anything. He closes out the interview with Scott Inez, and again, I highly suggest you listen to it. It's up on ESPNOrlando.com. He closes out the interview saying, I, I, "I'm I'm going to put the team's priorities ahead of my own." 
you know, I'm not going to make a deal that's going to hurt the franchise just to save my job because eventually that's going to come to roost too. And so it seems like Hennigan's, you know, as much as people may not want to hear this because the results are what they are and, 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 you know, as much as, you know, I you can you can call me a Hennigan defender. I, I am defending him a lot, and I, I do think he's done an okay job. He's certainly made some mistakes, but I think he's also been a victim of a lot of circumstance, and, and you know, there's been some miscalculations uh, on his end as well as the team's end on some, some things that have happened. But I think he's right to kind of stick to his process and stick to what he believes in and what he believes can work. And if that means waiting it out another year or making a smaller move or or resetting a little bit rather than trying to push all in or or make a a big splashing move, that's what he's going to do. He's obviously always looking for opportunity, but he's got to be making sure it's the right opportunity. Is it really going to make his team better? That's, That's always a big question when it comes to trades. And so that's been the big takeaway from these Rob Hennigan interviews that have that have come out over the last few days. The Magic are active, they're frustrated, they're not going to sacrifice their future just to sneak into the playoffs as the eighth seed. That being the eighth seed isn't the goal for the Orlando Magic. Um, making the playoffs is the goal, but just being the eighth seed is not a goal for the Orlando Magic. They want, as Alex Martins has said, they want to build something sustainable and try to win championships. And you know, maybe that's a little delusional with the roster they have even before these trades, uh, but it's something that they want to want to do. It's it's something that they want to build toward uh, as the as as their development continues, and so it's going to continue to be a little bit of a, a growing process, and still going to take some adjustment and development, and of course the trade deadline is going to be the first big time to do it. So again, all those interviews are available online. You can check out Josh Robbins' interview with Rob Hennigan up on OrlandoSentinel.com. You can check out John Denton's interview with Rob Hennigan up at OrlandoMagic.com. You can check out the uh, interview with Scott Inez from ESPN Orlando up on ESPNOrlando.com. And if I'm not mistaken, Rob Hennigan will be joining Mike Bianchi, depending on when you're listening to this, so you may have missed it already, Rob Hennigan will be joining Mike Bianchi on Open Mic on 7:40. The team on Thursday morning uh, as the Magic uh, continue continue their schedule, continue their kind of midseason checkup with the media before they head out on the road to finish the month of January. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. One little news item that that slipped through the cracks here on the podcast, like I said, and we're kind of easing off the throttle. It's been a, It's been a busy week. On Lockdown Magic, we've tackled some big, big issues, so we're going we're gonna to kind of ease off the throttle a little bit here, talk about some smaller issues going on with the team, uh, especially on this off day. Uh, the Magic signed Anthony Brown to a 10-day contract on Sunday. Anthony Brown, if, if you're not familiar with who he is, has been tearing up the D-League this year. He's been averaging uh, something like 20, 20 points per game, 
uh, in in the D League so far this year. Let me make let me make sure I have these out. Uh, he averaged 21.6 points per game, shooting 46% from the floor, including 47.2% from beyond the arc this year with the Erie BayHawks. According to the D League's website, before he was called up, he was the number three prospect in the entire D League. He was the number one overall pick in last year's D League draft. Um, was the final cut for the Los Angeles Lakers and played about seven games for the New Orleans Pelicans early this year. He struggled in those games. Um, he's still a ten-day guy, so don't don't get don't get too excited or get your hopes up. But Anthony Brown, the reason why the Magic brought him up at this point uh, was pretty clear. They're hurting at the shooting guard position right now, and the six foot seven wing is someone that at least in practice can give them a body to play shooting guard um, as. Frank Vogel, as we saw in Tuesday's game, the Magic started Jeff Green at shooting guard. Frank Vogel said uh, it might be a little bit of matchup dependent, but he's planning to bring C.J. Watson off the bench to make sure that he has, you know, kind of full backup point guard minutes. Um, And there's a lot of jumbling going on at the two-guard spot. I I don't know if the Magic will stick with Jeff Green at the two. Um, That seems like a... uh, uh, a little bit of a risky, and, and, and the move in and of itself was a surprising move from the Magic. But Anthony Brown is certainly a player that can help a little bit. Not necessarily maybe on the court during games. I think there might still be a preference to play some Mario Hazonia at the two. Um, uh, Frank Vogel, in, in, in when when we asked him about playing about how he's going to fill that role with Evan Fournier still out with the heel injury. Uh, now Jody Meeks out with uh, the thumb injury. He just had surgery on when on Tuesday. He's out indefinitely. Um, I would not peg him to be back before the trade deadline for sure. Uh, the All Star game as well. Um, and and now DJ Augustin out with a sprained ankle. Well, it, DJ and Evan are both still day to day. They need the bodies in practice, and so at the very least, Anthony Brown's going to serve as a body in practice. What I kind of would like to see is I kind of like to see him get a chance here. Um, certainly not at the expense of Mario Hazonia, but playing Jeff Green at the two on Tuesday was a little ridiculous. I, I'm not going to lie. That that was a little ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I've probably been more of a Jeff Green supporter um, online than I actually am. I, I, I don't think that that worked very well. Um, and, you know, it had its moments maybe, and, and the Bulls do play a little bit of a bigger lineup, so maybe they could get away with it. I don't think they'll be able to get away with it against the likes of DeMar DeRozan on Sunday or the likes of Avery Bradley. Or Avery Bradley's out. Uh, I don't even know who's starting at the two for the Boston Celtics. I don't think they'll be able to get away with it against Boston Celtics on Friday. So there is opportunity there for Anthony Brown to actually get a chance. And... He seemed to welcome that opportunity as he arrived in Orlando and spoke to the media for the first time after practice on Monday. I feel pretty prepared. Um, obviously, I haven't played in this league before. Uh, you know, the main thing I can really just control right now is just uh, how hard I play and learning the defensive concepts. So obviously, you know, you're not going to expect a lot from Anthony Brown, and I think at some point he's going to get a little bit of playing time. He played a little bit Sunday against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, looked okay, actually. I, I thought he was he was patient and trying to force things. Uh, made a shot, got a, got a couple, got a rebound or two. It was late in the game, so not a whole lot you can take from it. But he looked relatively comfortable out there against end of the bench guys, uh, end of the bench guys in, in the NBA, which is a good sign. Uh, you know, he had a practice Monday. He'll have a practice on Thursday, and then the Magic will be back into games on Friday. Um, they'll obviously play in, in, within this ten day contract. He's got one, two, three. 
maybe four games. I believe his 10-day contract will run out on Thursday after Wednesday's game. So still some opportunity for him to play. It wouldn't surprise me if they sign him to a second 10-day contract. Uh, most importantly, when it comes to Anthony Brown, is they they just need the bodies for practice. I mean, they're not going to get better unless they practice, and they they need shooting guards in practice to, to make sure guys are practicing in the right spots, essentially. Uh, so it's it, it's more with him, it, it, it's less about him and more just out of necessity the team needed someone. And Brown, with the way he's playing the D-League this year, has earned a call-up and earned an opportunity. Uh, and the Magic should be should be a good place for him. I mean, I, I would think so. Um, you know, there's obviously injury, injury depth problems, and so they, they need to... Get hit, get someone in here to, to help with that. Um, it's, you know, you don't want him playing over Mario Azonia again. I think Azonia is still a priority, more of a priority to develop. But at the same time, Brown is a guy that has earned an opportunity and and is someone that can probably play a little bit at this level uh, in a role. And that's that's what's most important when it comes to these guys is being able to play a role. Um, it's you know again. Don't expect a lot out of him. It's more let's get a guy in for practice, kind of fill some fill some space in, uh, which the Magic do desperately need, uh, and we'll see what he can do and whether they bring him back for a ten day contract. If if Evan Fournier comes back, you know maybe Brown isn't as necessary as he was uh, before. I, I still think he I still think he is. I think he'll probably get a second ten day, but we'll 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 see on that front uh, and uh, you know see if he can he can do anything and add add something to it. The, going from a guy who's new to the Orlando Magic, let's talk about a guy who is very much kind of the, the I don't want to say heart, but is the, the longest-lasting Magic player, and that would be Nikola Vucevic. Back at Media Day, you know, there was all this talk of the playoffs. There was all this talk of how the Magic are going to take a step up. That they have a coach, a big-time coach. Uh, they had this defensive identity. They went out and signed all these free agents. They'd done things that they hadn't done before in this rebuild. And they were ready and talking and openly talking about it and openly expecting it to take this huge step up. And for someone like Nikola Vucevic, who's been on this, this long journey with this team from the absolute depths of the franchise... It had to be a little bittersweet, I think. Certainly, there's plenty of determination to make the playoffs and, and determination to, to see this franchise succeed. And I think it really means something for Nikola Vucevic to see this franchise succeed. At the same time, as the, as the year started, his job and his role on this team was under attack. The Magic signed, acquired Serge Ibaka, who at the time I think everyone widely considered to play center. I certainly did, um, alongside Aaron Gordon. And in a super small lineup, and then the Magic went out and signed Bismack Biombo. Not only signed Bismack Biombo, made him their top priority. And the Magic had to try and figure out how we're going to play these three bigs at the same time. And it's been a huge work in progress. You know, there's been Vucevic Biombo combinations that have had moderate success. Um, there's been the Vucevic Ibaka combination, which has probably been the best that the Magic have used. Uh, and the team had to find a way to, to use to use all these pieces effectively, and they haven't done that consistently. Vucevic has moved around a lot. He, he started the year as a starter, moved to the bench, 
started again and now is starting again and is playing pretty well um, at this point. But when he went to the bench, it was clear he wasn't happy about it. I mean, he said during the summer, I believe I'm the starter, that nothing's going to change, and it didn't seem like the team was willing to commit to that, and, and certainly they weren't because they, they changed it plenty of times. But as Nikola Vucevic walked off the floor in Portland a few weeks ago, uh, he told Dante Marcatelli of Fox Sports Florida, I didn't think I deserved to go to the bench. And it's something that he's said before. But Vucevic has been a team player. You know, he's not, I don't, and he's a pretty low-key guy to begin with. I, I, I don't think he was happy about it, but he was going to still go to work and do his job. And generally he did. He earned his spot back in the starting lineup. He deserved it. And he deserved it again with that game in Portland where he scored 30-something points. He told Dante Marcatelli in his walk-off interview, I was just trying to stay a pro. It was a difficult situation for me and something I felt was unfair toward me, and I didn't deserve to be in. I like Orlando, and I wanted to do the right thing for this team. I'm glad I'm back in the starting lineup and hope I stay there. I believe every single one of those words. It might be something very simple, that you know, and simple and trivial as being in the starting lineup, but Nikola Vucevic has been with this team through everything. Through the Jacques Vaughn years, through James Borrego, through Scott Skiles. Everyone always talked about his shortcomings, but he's the closest his team's had to an all-star in the last five years. And he's consistently put up the numbers. Sure, his defense wasn't always the best, but he was someone that you could always rely on to get to get a double-double, to, to, to do all the things that he's done. And in five years, he's safely entrenched on a lot of all-time magic lists. Rebounds, points. He's safe. He's done a lot to, you know, cement himself in Magic history. And and unfairly, perhaps, to him, this rebuild era is going to be kind of the Nikola Vucevic era. Unfortunately, he's not the kind of player that changes a game by his presence. He can put up numbers, but he's not going to make... He's, he's going to put up the numbers, but he's not going to make other players that much better or significantly better. And that's no fault of his own. He's He does what he does. But I sense this at Media Day, and I, I still sense this now, that it really matters to Nikola Vucevic that he is part of the team that finally breaks through and makes the playoffs. That he really cares about this organization and being in Orlando. He's put roots down. I remember when the Magic acquired him. It was a second-year player. He barely played in Philadelphia. It wasn't a great situation for him. And he got opportunity in Orlando, and he flourished. It means a lot to Nikola Vucevic to have this team succeed. And back at Media Day, he made that pretty clear. And talking about the team's expectations, this was back at Media Day in September, he said, quote, that is a mindset we have to have to make the playoffs. Especially me. I've been here for a fifth year. We haven't made the playoffs yet. We went through the whole rebuilding thing. Last year was the most disappointing because I thought we could make it. This year, the team obviously made a lot of moves. Our goal is to make the playoffs. I think we have the pieces to achieve it. It's not going to be easy. A lot of teams in the East got better. 
And, and unfortunately for Vucevic, things haven't turned out the way that, that everyone had hoped. But the good news is for Vucevic is, is he has really proven his value in a way that maybe he hadn't before. His defense has taken a big step up. He is very, I mean, and, and that's a huge credit to Frank Vogel and the things that he teaches. Vucevic is now a reliable defender. And while he struggled a little bit at the beginning of the season, and I think there was, Frank Vogel even said, you know, I haven't necessarily been using Vucevic the correct way. You know, we've been asking Vucevic to do some some different things and haven't featured him as much as, as he was in the past. And that's part of why his production has gone down. And, and his offensive production has tailed off. But it, it seems to be bouncing back a little bit. And, and Vucevic remains one of the most consistent players on the team. You can always count on Vucevic for a double-double. And he's made that sacrifice because he wanted to make the team better. It's gotten to the point where a lot of people, you know, Nikola Vucevic still has a very team-friendly deal. It's possible that the Magic will be shopping him around or trying to figure out what they can get for him. They reportedly already offered him to the Miami Heat for Goran Dragic and got rebuffed. That's the reality of the business. But it certainly feels like Vucevic wants to be here. And frankly, I think a lot of fans want him to be here too. Because he does hold that kind of a responsibility, honestly. Or he feels he holds that responsibility. And he wants that privilege of seeing this thing through and being part of that team that finally makes the playoffs. It's a tough spot because there, there's there's always a lot of emotion in, in, in players, especially players who, who make it with a single team for a long time. And there's always a bit of, you know, the cold reality of business. If the Magic can't make a deal to get make their team better unless they move Vucevic, they're, they're going to do it. And it's going to be probably a sad day for him. As he, I mean, he's made a life here in Orlando. And, you know, I would, even if, even if the deal makes sense, I would venture to guess it's going to be a sad day for, for the Magic organization. Because Vucevic has given a lot to this team in the city. And, and I think that he, more than anyone else, deserves to, to see this Magic team make the playoffs for all the work that he's put in. I mean, he generally deserves probably, I mean, a lot of NBA players deserve to make the playoffs, but you know, Vucevic has, has done everything that's been asked of him, done it without complaining, maybe a bit of frustration, but without complaining. And has always played at a high level and, and, and deserves that recognition and deserves the reward for, for that hard work. And unfortunately, uh, at this point, it's not feeling like the Magic are, are going to get there. And it's going to be another year for Vucevic and another year of uncertainty about his role and, and how he fits on this team. I want to thank everyone again for listening to the Locked on Magic podcast. Like I said, eased off the throttle a little bit today. Not so many big issues. I uh, hope you enjoyed my little 
uh, Nikola Vucevic retrospective there. We'll have plenty more on the show tomorrow, including a complete preview of the weekend games as the Magic take on the Boston Celtics on Friday and the Toronto Raptors on Sunday to kick off this three-game road trip. If you want to get in touch with the show, the best place to do that is on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. You can also follow us on Face, like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. We post the companion articles that we talk about here on the show uh, on those feeds. So be sure to check those out. You can follow me on Twitter at Omagic Daily. And if you have any comments, questions, anything like that, be sure to drop us a line. Uh, via email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. That's the best way to get in touch with the show. If you have questions for the mailbag, if you have any comments about the show, uh, if you have any advertising inquiries, anything like that, at omagicdaily at gmail.com is the best way to get in touch personally with the show. Uh, unless you want your answers public, then you then you do it on, on the Twitter and the other feeds. Like I said, tomorrow I would like to do a mini mailbag. So if you have any magic questions, any pressing magic questions, go ahead and drop us a line on Twitter at LockedOnMagic. Use the hashtag LockedOnMagic and we'll get your questions in for the mini mailbag on tomorrow's episode, the Friday episode of the Locked On Magic podcast. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We will see you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17